0: from Nagoi Fire this is our 27th show thanks for tuning in and either via podcast or on our live feed we have a series of talks tonight starting with Iran and uh, it's investigation of the Holocaust did it happen did it not this will now be put on the table for discussion there second topic, affirmative action in Michigan going to a vote whether or not that will uh, continue on there indefinitely or not Uh, we have European Monitoring Center on Racism and Xenophobia in the news published its 2005 report covering that as well and uh, two TNB stories, uh, one interesting story out of Africa and Rwanda not to mention our own New Orleans Uh, and uh, wrapping up the program TJB a new TV series uh, that you may or may not have seen already uh, originating out of New York City and involving cab drivers we'll be discussing that somewhat more in depth at the end of the program so, returning to our top story tonight, Iran uh to hold Holocaust validity conference. Uh Tehran, Iran announced plans Sunday for a conference to examine evidence for the Holocaust, a new step in President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's, I think that's right, campaign Against Israel, one that was likely to deepen trans international isolation. Late last year, however, the, as this was Egypt's main Islamic opposition group, joined Ahmadiyya in characterizing the Holocaust as a myth and lambasted Western governments for criticizing those who dispute the Jewish genocide happened. Quote, Western democracies have slammed all those who don't see eye-to-eye with the Zionists regarding the myth of the Holocaust. Muslim Brotherhood Chief Mohammed Mahdi Akev wrote on the group's website. Tehran already had further raised international concern about its nuclear program last week when it resumed what it called research. And continuing on... uh, Yes, uh, we have here a representative, Tom Lantos, Democrat, California, a Holocaust survivor who was born in Budapest, Hungary, also has said he understood Iran was considering a conference that would call into question evidence that the Nazis conducted or did not conduct a mass murder of European Jews during World War II. Uh, So... uh, I don't know uh Alex Jane have you uh, been keeping up on this?
1: Yeah, it's it's exciting. I'd like to cover it. I'd love to go over there. I it's unclear to me if they're actually going to hold this or it's simply proposed. It's kind of treated like it's a it's a done deal, but uh I don't see for sure that they're going to go ahead with it. But boy, I'd love to go there and listen to it. And what I notice, I guess uh you know, I I read World Net Daily a fair amount to see what the uh, geo appeasers are up to and uh they always seem to gin up books just in time for their latest, which is now aimed at promoting war against Iran on precisely the same bogus pretext that the war against Iraq was prosecuted, and to that end they have these people come up with these books, uh you know claiming that Iran was associated with the Nazis, blah 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 and uh um they they talk about you know Holocaust now they mention these people who've been had to flee to the Middle East because they can't speak freely in Europe. Okay, that they, they can spin it how they want, but that's what the bottom line is. They can't speak their mind in Europe. They have to flee to Iran to speak their mind. People are in jail. Men are in jail in Europe for speaking their minds. I want you Americans, if we have anybody who's open-minded enough to listen to some of the white nationalist material instead of just uh, listening to Fox and spouting whatever entertainment reporter O'Reilly says, to to think about that. You know, we're taught that these guys are evil, wacky fundamentalists. They're demons. They want to get nuclear weapons. Well, how come you're allowed to say things there and walk around freely and we in the land of the free imprison you for it, if not in America yet, in the Europe that we supposedly liberated? Why is that? You know, if if the Holocaust happened, how come it's against the law to doubt it? How come it's against a lot of point out facts about uh, the Jews and their experience in wartime Europe? We, we think of the media as something that's set up to communicate the truth to people so they can make judgments based on based on that information. And there's a certain friction there in that a lot of people want to hide certain things that are necessary to be known in order to make a proper judgment. But, in fact, the media operates more as an industry of uh, serving the financial and political advantage of its owners, and its owners are the Jews, and the Jews promote things that further their agenda. And part of that is a bogus sense of history. And that's what the Holocaust is, is something whipped up to prosper Jews. And white get censored, get beaten up, get imprisoned in Europe. And the same Jews that promote the Holocaust uh, don't talk about what's going on with these men. But when we do it against them, of course, it's anti-Semitic. And, and not to push too far or too quick, but I really believe the foremost task of white nationalism today is coming up with a word, to concretize the Jewish hatred of whites. And the corollary of that would be the hatred Jews have instilled in minorities of whites. There's really nothing more important than this because although we don't control the media, we can eventually force them to come to grips with our term, the phenomenon they're responsible for, political correctness, which is a great mistake. Because
2: it's. it's There's a lot it, of. There's a lot of propaganda wrapped up in that political correctness which Jews have propagated over the past few decades, which have to be assimilated and understood by whites. And most of us have yet to even begin to do that. And then we can make a feeling response. Uh, but the vast majority of people do not accept that what they see on TV when they turn on uh, national news or certainly even cable news, Fox or any of them, CNN, which was even... Um, Banned briefly from broadcasting out of Iran is constant. uh Jerusalem is the capital of the world almost. It just uh, doesn't seem to stop. Is this little country really that important? And it is if they are able to uh, start nuclear wars over it. For instance, they say uh, they're going to, uh, they're threatened. And
3: uh,
2: uh, the acting prime minister of uh Israel, they showed a clip of him. I guess, on Britt Hume's show, and Rumsfeld was, Rumsfeld was opposite. And uh, what the clip said, uh, essentially, is, is that uh, the state of... Here, here is uh, Ehud Almert, the uh, acting prime minister, is quoted. The state of Israel recall cannot allow anyone with hostile intentions against us to control destructive weapons that threaten our existence. The state of Israel recall, what does that mean? And I suppose, again, it's harkening back to the, to the Holocaust, the, the supposed Holocaust, because it's uh, the rationale for this, uh, for, for uh, words when the president of Iran says that maybe Israel should be moved to Germany or the United States since they uh, supposedly, the European peoples, uh, so mightily uh, uh, killed them. And so the response is to destroy a country that just uses words, that's what Israel wants to do, have a preemptive strike and get the United States to lead it, essentially. Or they'll do as they did in, in Iraq, as a, you know, make a double play against them. And, of course, they flew over and destroyed Iraq's nuclear reactors. They just seem to have the United States embroiled all over the map, all over the world, all over the news day after day.
0: Right, and there's always new offenses being uh, added to the list, which of course are created by their own, uh, proactive, violent, uh, behavior that invokes again a violent reaction on their part, uh, which they in turn call anti-Semitism.
2: Mm-hmm. One of these AP articles mentioned that uh, something to the effect of it's not known if Israel has nuclear weapons uh, for a fact. Well, Kissinger wrote about it in his autobiography that during the 73 war they had him on the tarmac uh, with the engines running in the bomb base. And uh, another thing about all this worldwide conflagration, which they're constantly supporting via APEC, and... The, the Jewish members of our Congress is is that uh it just continues to 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 be the most important thing that is presented to Americans in our lives uh, at least news wise it, it's it 's just always on the front burner and and so <laughs> it's okay for yeah. israel to to have it's always the play between the Muslims that I'll present to you in those religious terms. Do do, we re, do you really want the Muslims? That's your alternative. Do you want the Muslims to come here and take over? Well, it was Emmanuel Seller and all the churches, all these councils of Lutherans and everyone else who got these people in here in, in the first place, Muslims. And uh, the, and that
1: is literally never mentioned, literally never mentioned in in the mainstream press that Jews are the ones who let these third worlders in here that they're now bitching about. And, uh, of course, we whites have grounds to complain of both parties being admitted. We didn't want the Muslims here in the first place, and and we don't want the Jews here who let them in. Now we're paying the price for for not guarding our gates.
2: Yeah, we have a Semitic war on uh, on North America land. But, you know, half of the Jews in the world live in North America, so it's no wonder North America has so many of these cultural problems.
1: I really think a lot of these, uh, someone here in the forum says... uh, uh, the conference could well be a complete success, revealing the Holocaust lie, and your average American will simply dismiss it as something they don't want to believe. If your average American supporting Israel is as American as baseball and apple pie. There's no doubt in my mind that America will follow Israel to the gates of hell and thank them once they get there. That's at vnnforum.com, along with a lot of other comments, and we encourage you to join, sign up uh, yourself. But uh, I, I tend to agree with that. I mean, they have. I think there's a there's a there's an element of the today's american character that is really kind of vicarious uh sadistic pleasure in in watching our bombers just beat people i mean it's the cops mentality they love seeing the cops beat up on people as long as there's no risk to them they love seeing they they love the idea of israel going in there and bombing iran they love seeing our tanks go down the street and just shoot shoot the hell out of houses and smash things they love that and i don't think you have to be a non christian to say it's kind of disgusting it's embarrassing. I mean I I can be proud of an America that basically leaves other places alone and lets our example impress them and, and perhaps even inspire them to follow rather than trying to crush them. You know, and and we've been unmanned in our own country by allowing the Jews to take over. That's what history will record if there are any white people left to record it.
0: And yeah, well, this is
1: increasingly disgusting.
0: Yeah, well on the one hand we have a, a you know, shitty little country provoking uh other nations with with outrages and and nuclear threats and on the other flip side of that in our own country we're seeing a budding Asiatic tyranny police state uh develop where our rights are are screwed down to a minimum uh where words and thought you know hate crimes can can be mustered and and add 10 years to your sentence uh and and just uh the the policing that goes on with large third world co- uh, populations and crime
2: anarcho tyranny uh, an- anarchy for the for the non whites and tyranny over the whites as san francisco said
0: but yeah. uh, again I'll be surprised to see if uh you know uh, germar rudolph or irving are are let out of their cages uh, to attend this conference i I won't well, be not only that, but probably,
2: look, the, the, they could get any uh, intellectuals or, you know, PhDs who attend this from around the world. They could be on a, a global wanted list here here on out. And the, about whether it's going to be held or not, the date and the place, neither one of being announced. And so, well, uh, I'll I tell you what, it has to be held secretly. Almost. Hey,
1: could you, I, I would personally love to go to it. I'm sure, Craig, <laughs> you'd love to go to that, too.
2: I'm close. I, I just made. I mean, like, how far I, are you I, from there? We we know, will work. I, I made a application confident. today, Alex, to, to I wrote the uh I I wrote them in Helsinki that they, they administer this area. I wrote the Helsinki mm-hmm. ambassador about getting a, a visa to go. I think you know when uh, I guess Sean Penn went there and I believe he said something like two Americans a month. It's just it's a very paltry number, two or six at the most uh go into Iran. Well, so it's surely it's quite we surely something
1: we could fly into one of those little countries that we have access to and rent something and drive over there. I'm sure it would be possible. You know, if that kid from Florida can get into Iraq, I'm sure we could get into Iran and, uh, with a digital camera and take some pictures and talk to these people. I hope they do put on this conference.
2: Sure. If, if it, the Jew bird can go to Iraq and get beheaded, I mean, you know, here the Jews go all over the world when they want to go to, uh, you know, areas that are supposed to be semi-closed down
1: let me make a further point about this guy and i haven't heard his name pronounced on tv so i'm going to go phonetically it's uh oh boy where is it uh job i'm guessing but i think one thing that uh is resented about him apparently he lives very simply he's a phd he got a PhD. his father was a blacksmith an iron worker and he uh he has a Ph.D. in, like, civil engineering, I think, traffic management, and he, he's a pretty simple guy. He's not any kind of a materialist. And I think that that, I think, as a result of our Anglo-Jewish uh, sort of core culture these days. We don't really respect anyone who doesn't put making money at the top of their agenda, and we don't respect anybody who hasn't sold out to the powers that be. And I think that this this theme is just rife in America. It's not merely the depiction of material wealth and there's nothing wrong with material wealth inherently, I don't believe. But when you when you have a national culture that consists of T V and the bulk of that T V is sitcoms in which characters constantly are jibing at each other and, and the and the bottom line of these jibes is always someone's not getting laid or or, or not getting paid or they are or that their only two incentives are those: getting laid or getting paid. I mean, we're reduced to being basically niggers and, and Jews, and constantly we're we're each other to reveal our real inner motives. And you can never have any other other motive than those, and that's eventually that's how people come to think. People see <laughs> they see what's on the screen in front of them, and they repeat it. And if they hear something they like, they repeat it. It becomes their own opinion. Well, when all they hear is between two very narrow poles. That's what you're going to get, and that's what we got. And so they make fun of this guy because he's, you know, maybe he's not driving a cool car or whatever.
3: And but also, all when the
2: when the bulk of media constantly talks about Jewish people and Jewish issues and, and on the national, international scale, literature, you name it, no other ethnic group. This is a very, very tiny ethnic group. And no matter how much you think that they're, they're they're greatly skilled and greatly educated, are they that much more than every other group? They're only 2.4 percent of the population. One in every 457 people on the globe is a Jew. One in every 457 only. And then stop and think about the amount of media about Jews. What's the Jewish angle on this? You know,
1: it's uh-huh. never in me. Here's another good point someone makes on the forum. Uh, Have you ever seen a Holocaust survivor missing an eye, an ear, a finger, a hand, an arm, or a leg? Ever seen a blinded or deaf Holocaust survivor? Do they show any signs of abuse, any whatsoever? I've never seen one. They're all completed and in good health, most living to be 70, 80, or 90 years of age. That's a darn good point, you know. Uh, When I was over in Germany uh, back in the 80s, 87, um, we would have uh, elderly Germans would sit in on some of the lectures at uh, the college I was at, which was in Marbury, a real leftist university, and uh, frequently they'd wear they'd wear gloves, I guess, to hide like missing fingers and such. They got from being in the war and actually fighting. Whereas the, the Jewish battles and and the, the, we are the victims of the of the, the gas chambers and the gas chambers are Jewish lungs spouting a bunch of garbage about a non-existent Holocaust. And it's the Holocaust is a great Jewish triumph. It's, it's it's a rhetorical campaign that allows, you know, it crushes all in its path. You know, yeah, really, read?
0: I I read somewhere about Chinese history that the various dynasties uh, would fall and, and the new dynasties would rewrite history so as to obscure the reasons why they fell in order to uh, uh, support themselves in the minds of the people and to erase the road to revolution, which ultimately gave them the reins of power. We see that here with the Jews uh, just rewriting history uh, as they see fit.
1: Yeah, they select and suppress in line with their dogmas, and they exalt Lincoln as the chief centralizer, uh, you know, who brought all power to Washington, and they call him a liberator, when in fact, of course, <laughs> Jews always reverse reality. Lincoln didn't liberate anybody.
2: In this, insula- press, uh, in this Associated Press piece, they make the point or they make the assertion that uh, before the current president of, of Iran, that uh, all of the Israelis and the Jews had wonderful re- relations and had been uh, well received in Iran. Well, that's not really true because as far back as uh, Cyrus and, and Darius, who were Persians, who. Uh, actually built the second temple for the Jews, rebuilt or built it rather, after the first temple, and then they exported the Jews. And in the Bible, speaking about how the Jews rewrite the history, in one book it actually states that uh, God assigned or uh, commanded Cyrus to do this for them. So not only is it a mere history trans, uh, transformed or transmuted into... Uh, you know, Hare Krishna, ISKCON, uh global reality. In other words, God all of a sudden comes down from on high and says, Osiris, build the temple. You know, it's just preposterous.
0: Yeah, well, again, it's a, it's a real show of power on their part in that the story even can be more ridiculous, but you are supposed to believe it. You are not to question it. And if you question it, their version of events... Uh, then you are, uh, yeah, de facto a a a criminal, and uh, someone to be treated like a criminal.
2: Great numbers of people do believe these myths, and they quote it regularly. It's it's all over uh, AM radio, it's all over uh, media, and even those of us who don't believe it, the great majority of us were inculcated with these things. I remember I, I was pointing out that. Uh, In researching today's Goyfire Fire, I came upon a passage, and it says that uh, in those days, people used to live to be a thousand years, and they wouldn't have children until they reached a 100 years old. Well, again, this is as fantastical as Prabhupada's crap, you know? Come on. And yet, uh, this is what they teach little children. And then by the time they're adults, they're just uh, little children adults watching Fox News. Will we attack Iran? Is Iran the great Satan? You can
1: get to a point culturally where after enough decades of dumbing down, you've so decoupled the linking of logical thought from, you know, common experience that, that people look at you funny if you, if you use a chain of reasoning with them. And that's pretty much where we are. You know, there's there's a going line and either you're with the program and you're a team player or there's something wrong with you. You're a misfit. You know what's your problem? What's your main malfunction? And and that that's a real thing, and you see it out here, the left behind crowd.
2: We're meanies. We're meanies. Are, you know irrational haters? Well, when we just point at the animalism of hip hop, for example.
1: Well, yeah, Craig. What 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 do they say when we pass out the Aryan alternative? Uh, invariably, and I don't use that word lightly. You're attacking blacks. Black. So we print a paper full of. Stories about blacks attacking, molesting, murdering whites, and they say you're attacking blacks. It's like we printed a paper about shark attacks, and they said, "Why do you hate sharks? Why are you <laughs> hating on sharks? Are you a shark hater? How long have you hated sharks?" You know, it, it, it just defies logic. And these are the journalists who are asking these questions. You know, these are the guys who are going to give you the real
0: story. Yeah. And well, I again, I I think it is an extension of just raw power in that you could say the emperor comes out and says, the sky is not blue, the sky is orange today. And everybody says, ah, oh, yes, the sky is orange. Today, the sky is orange. And anybody who says, what? You know, the sky is blue. You're, you're crazy. is treated like a uh, pariah.
1: Well, how do we solve this problem, Aegis?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> solving it is a little different than describing it.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm damn tired of talking about it. Alex, you have said before, when people are ready to die for it is when things will change. I must say I tend to agree with that, and when when people want to bleed for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I've come around to that way of thinking. I mean, you, you people listening to this, you think how cynical these Jews running our country are when they are attempting the exact same thing with regard to Iran that they just pulled off in Iraq, and it's not even a year later. They're telling the same damn lies out, oh, they're going to get a nuclear weapon and bomb us all. Think of the utter contempt they have for the average American, mm-hmm. that they lie so stupidly. And Th- think a, they, guys their calculation about. must be that there's about one in a thousand Americans that can actually connect thought and thought and have the balls to do something about the conclusion that he draws. Maybe even fewer.
2: Well, Sharon said that years ago in an interview, don't worry about America, we control America. He was quoted mm-hmm. as having said that. And it's it's, yeah. it's uh, online and all over, you can find it.
0: Yeah, well they'll be turning it up to code red soon enough and uh brush off the WMD Memorex tapes so that they can play and uh go from there. But but
1: Aegis, yeah. but you know there's one thing about uh Israel was able to take out Iraq's nuclear facility with one strike back in 81, but from what I understand Iran has dispersed its nuclear activity to hundreds of sites. So I don't know where exactly the Israelis would attack. I suppose they very well might attack hundreds of discrete sites around the country. But uh, anyway, they put marches to their deadline, so we'll see what happens. That's, you know, two months off. Gee, time passes so quickly. We're already most of the way through January 2006. All you out there on live land, if you can believe that. I remember the days
0: of the 20th century. <laughs> yes, well, uh, we've come a bit far afield. Uh, getting back to the Qua, where our budding Asiatic tyranny is at its zenith, we have a affirmative action case in Michigan, uh, the misnamed affirmative action. Uh, here we go. With less than 10 months to go before a statewide referendum, On their proposal to abolish most government-sponsored affirmative action programs, no Michigan political leader of any consequence has taken up their cause. The state's largest employers, labor unions, and public universities have all pledged to defend existing affirmative action programs, so have both major political parties. Even Governor... Jennifer Ganholm and challenger Dick DeVos, who scarcely see eye-to-eye about anything, agree that Connerly's initiative would be bad for Michigan. Yet, if the election were held tomorrow, those seeking to abolish affirmative action would almost surely win in a romp. It's not... Merely that affirmative actions defenders have so far failed to make a coherent case for the status quo, at times it seems as though they have formulated a detailed strategy for losing and that they are now executing that plan with exceptional discipline.
1: Aegis, I've got a lot to say about this one. What, What do we call a situation in which the vast majority of the people feels one way and the elite feel another? And the vast majority can't find anybody to represent it politically. I mean, if if we're supposed to be a democracy and the will of the people is supposed to prevail, how come what the people want never happens? Just like 187 in California where they vote to cut off aid to illegal invaders. You know, here we have a situation where the vast bulk of Michigan, which is white, rural, Germanic people, don't want to be discriminated against in favor of Detroit city niggers. And they can't find anybody among the elite to represent them. So you tell me we're not a tyranny. You tell me we don't. Hey, how about Iran and Iraq come over here and liberate us from the goddamn Jews and the race traders? I'm all for that. And I know what these people are like because I dealt with them at college. And they're they're wasp and that in, in, in the larger sense that encompasses uh, German surnamed elites like the head of Lutheran Immigration uh, Services. And and these people are going to carry out their little utopian fantasies on your kids. And yeah. this case, I know, was kicked off by a couple of girls, I think, who sued because they were kicked out of U Michigan, which is one of these giant state schools that has a pretty good reputation. But the leaders of the campus radicals are, uh, are Jews, just as they were in the 60s. And believe it, it's never Jews that are discriminated against. It's just ordinary rural white people. The price of entry to the American elite is exceeding to the big lie that race doesn't matter and all that that entails policy wise which is promoting colors and Jews ahead of whites if you don't agree to those terms you don't get into the elite you don't get appointed to the commission you don't get the the high priced job and so we see a vast separation between the elite and the people and when the government the, the the government's only reason for existing is to represent the people and secure their interests and when it when it destroys those ends the government itself needs to be destroyed so you elite who are discriminating against whites you need to be destroyed that simple
0: yeah. Well, there's almost, it's almost like there's a herd in front of a stage and there's actors on the stage and they're playing a play and uh, they're speaking to one another and they're going through the motions and repeating the emperor's phrases that the sky is orange not blue and the herd is just not really paying attention uh, it's not paying to see the show anymore and uh, in these types of cases, uh, you really notice that there's a giant entertainment industry, uh, poorly named politics, uh, used to sell these ridiculous policies to the herd, which is now moving in a different direction.
1: Well, they don't even, I don't think they really even try to sell them to the herd. I mean, they remember... Who was it, O'Connor, that wrote we need another on the Supreme Court, right? So her opinion carries some ramifications. She wrote that we need another 25 years, and I think that uh, of affirmative action. I think that was even in response to this Michigan case. So, you know, go ahead, keep on discriminating against whites. Well, as the demographics change and coloreds make up a larger percentage of the population, believe you me, it's it's first of all it's self-evident, but second of all we have history in South Africa and Zimbabwe to show, and anywhere else minorities have taken over. There ain't going to be less affirmative action. there's going to be more, and it's going to be bloodier and 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 worse legally. They, minorities don't give things up. You have to take it from them. okay they're they're, ne- they're never going to admit, yeah, it's our the problem is our own genes and our own character, and we're going to reform ourselves so that we can become better people. They're never going to say that. They're just going to keep on whining about slavery and demanding that we supply. Nature's defect and
2: uh Drassel or John Gardner said that they want our money and our women, and sure it's pretty obvious that's it's a great transference of wealth, all this affirmative action and uh, the the, and the awarding of jobs which are not uh, they're not due to these people because they're not as accomplished as uh, uh as the system is pretended that they are, either via their degrees or by their natural proclivities
1: and and, and Craig. Let me make a, throw a point in there, which is that we've heard for a long time about the browning of uh, the public sector, which is coloreds taking up all the uh, the government jobs, i.e. the make work. But it's not just that. It's also the large corporations who are in a league with government. Government forces these crazy policies on them, and to keep their market advantage, they uh, they team up with their supposed competitors, and, and they put these policies in place that favor uh, sex freaks and coloreds. And they force white men to pay for this in a number of ways, both by doing more of the work that the coloreds don't do and by uh, paying taxes and by having their own kids discriminated against and receiving inferior educations.
0: And, yeah, it's and, dirty, and it's
1: really is a dirty system.
0: Yeah, and assaulted on public streets, which they're allowed to roam free on.
1: Yeah, the let, let, let me make a point here related to Kirksville. It's always good to tie things back locally. Uh, Kirksville is where I live. It's in northeast Missouri. And we have a president who comes from New York State. Barbara Dixon is the head of the Truman State University, and she's frequently calling for more diversity. And, uh, well, some of this diversity, I think we mentioned before, uh, attacked a a local uh, uh, employee of a local bar here. And it turns out, I think I talked about that on Goyfire before, this guy's a black who's a defensive back on the football team. And, well, the day before he assaulted the employee of the bar, he uh, he and his girlfriend had assaulted some other girl, so that's two assaults in one weekend. And uh, I'm pointing this out. I may even use this in TA number four, but uh, but, but it's not just TSU. As this this same pattern repeats itself everywhere that people talk about diversity and, and claim it's a it's a great strength. Well, this is the reality of it. it. Just means you get screwed, white man. And no, not one politician will represent you. So those of you who don't think that the press is controlled by an alien hostile elite how do you explain that if americans are so racist how come there aren't any racist papers out there you know i thought we had a free press I thought everyone can speak up and there's all manner of you know different opinions and you can pick and choose among them well it seems like the elite come down on one side whether they're republicans or democrats they're in favor of affirmative action even the word itself is a euphemism for anti-white discrimination in Britain, they call it positive discrimination. It's it's good discrimination, unlike you trying to protect yourself from blacks, which is evil. It's morally evil apartheid. You know, it's only okay when Jews do it with a, a security fence or a separation wall. But when you do it, you're evil.
0: Right. Genocide and aiding and abetting genocide is right and correct behavior. And uh, anything that gets in, in the way of that is evil and hate.
2: Well, just now it's only VNN and people like us who are pointing out that it really is genocide against the white race. It's just couched in humanitarian terms and constantly hidden and uh, at least they're trying to hide it. It's becoming increasingly evident and even in uh, Byron's film, The Line in the Sand, it's pointed out uh, that the next generation are the ones that are really going to feel the brunt of this. That is, all you people listening in uh, your teens and twenties. Yeah, and, there's,
0: uh, a, there's, a, there's a Polish saying, you know, the jukes cries out in pain as he kicks you. This Holocaust myth is not as much a sympathy plea as it is a justification to uh, eradicate white Aryans uh, from the face of the earth. It's their motus operandi.
2: Yeah, even the idea that we talk that we are a people. You'll notice that antis, when they want to challenge us, they'll say, "Oh, oh, oh, since when? Well, what do you mean you're white? What do you mean that that that's a people? What are you talking about? There's Irish, they're German, they're uh, on and on and on." They'll say, "That's not a people." I mean, they have all these arguments they've learned from boys and teachers in their universities, and uh, the bottom line for them is is the uh, Uh, to to dispossess our very history our histories
1: the sad part here is how many white students are co-opted into uh jumping on the bandwagon and discriminating against their own kind when they say diversity they're anti-you diversity is anti-me you know the way the jewish the adl campaign anti-semitism is anti-me well White college student listening to this, when they talk about diversity, they talk about affirmative action, they're talking about discriminating against people like you because they hate white people.
2: We've because talked wh- about it before, but don't, don't you think a lot of that is, is they count on 50% of whites being women and women because of their natural maternal instincts being malleable and uh, sort of controllable over to the side that, oh, yes, we're all one people. Uh, Well,
1: women are susceptible to appeals to be nice or to soothe over hurt feelings. If you present things to them in a way that, oh, this is an injured party, he needs you to mother it and caress it and and nurse it back to health, they're susceptible to being tricked in that way through their emotions, whereas the man can more commonly, a higher percentage of men are able to see objectively the question and, and see the justice or injustice in it and say, look, the bottom line here is you're letting in people who are, not admissible by your established criteria.
2: Okay. Alex, now, I just want to say now because I'm of this generation in this country, or I should say in the United States. If you're a man between 35 and 50, 55, certainly by 35 to 55 years old, and unless you have a super advanced degrees, and I don't mean just a bachelor's in, uh, you know, of liberal arts or journalism or something. Mm-hmm. uh You're going to have trouble getting work, and how many of us? We all know this. These are our people. You know, we talk to them all the time, and across the country, it's the same. I mean, even practically, uh, I suppose in boom towns, and you know, if you can get a job at the Seven Eleven or something, well, good for you. You know, and they'll tell you, oh, any work's honorable. Yeah, that's right. But uh, even in even in the lowliest positions. Which are so-called consider service. Uh, Then they have Mexicans there. We just know this across the country, and I think uh, we should do the stats on the the research to find out uh, what the government is telling us about this.
1: About what employment or
2: yeah, the employment for for um, white males between 35 and 55. I'd like to see what's up with that. uh, What 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 they say officially.
1: Probably Department of Labor has statistics.
2: Sure, but. Uh, they, they don't tell us the truth about how many Mexicans are here. No one even knows, supposedly. I mean, how can you possibly know?
1: How can they even collect those statistics anyway? I've always wondered that. It seems yeah. like it would be a pretty and hard thing to do.
2: And if it's so beneficent for, for America as a whole to have these millions, tens of millions of Americans invade us, well, why isn't it beneficent to figure out uh, uh, why white males between 35 and 55 are having such a fucking hard time getting work?
1: You know, they, they claim there's no inflation. You want to buy a bag of potato chips, you know, okay. Bring along your $5 bill, you know. That's a lot of money. There's definitely inflation out there. And with employment, yeah, I hear some from engineers in particular about their importing uh, the H-1B. They're importing uh, Asians to do crappy jobs that whites come in as independent contractors to clean up later on. Um, And who was it the other day? Was it Walmart that uh, just... Uh, said that it's going to tie managers' promotions and bonuses to their diversity hiring record.
3: Yet and again, you know,
1: large yeah. corporations are roped in with this elitist push to, you know, it's time to fuck the white male, discriminate against them.
0: Right. Hurt again, them. there, there we see also the the myth and the propaganda behind the term free market. Uh, just shows how limited so-called uh, free enterprise and free the, in the U.S. Contrast is.
2: The, yeah, contrast the almost mothering instinct that the federal government has for non-whites and, and invaders and it, virtually every stripe of minority compared to how they treat people who have been there for uh, six, seven, eight generations. It's absolutely absurd, and it just goes on and on and on. It's not going to stop the governments out of control. It's a criminal enterprise.
0: Yeah, there's I some people who would say... Sam Walton is a captain of, uh, of, he's a, he's a economic titan in the most capitalist country in the world. Well, Sam Walton is told who he can hire and who he cannot hire. And he can hire minorities and like it, or he can, um, uh, you know, just sit down and, 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 uh, get out. The, the people who are free of, uh. The government are basically
1: only the little tiny firms. Of course, they're the ones who supply most of the job growth and creation. Anyway, there's too much focus on big business, just because it's easier to cover than small business. But small business is where most of the jobs always are. But the big ones got to play that game. I would tend to blame the uh, politicians more than the businessmen. So once the system's set and and they're you know they're allowing people to get away with hiring non-Americans, like Mexicans. Then either you play or you die. So I was trying to keep the cause and the symptoms uh, distinct. Go after the the root cause, which is the Jews who are trying to mix all nation states but Israel
0: out of existence. Yeah, well, right there this we, we see the the weakness of the libertarian argument, who is always touting the free market and the freedom of uh, economic theory and all that bullshit. We see right here that uh, a sickly minority politico-cohesive can, unit can completely co-opt and dictate to these so-called market titans.
2: Corporations have adopted what uh, the Marxist students and now professors of the uh, 70s and now the... Uh, decade of of the 21st century have dictated to them and they've done that for some decades until they've made their Marxist reality or their Marxist dream a reality, their racial Marxist dream in the United States and and the white male is the evil one. Uh, I don't know how we can hammer that anymore because it's it's women and uh, non-whites against the white male. I don't see that changing. I think it's just going to be uh, exacerbated.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, imagine the Mexican invader, the criminal, the felon, the rapist, the murderer. Essentially, these people are defended uh, ad infinitum just to to, to nausea. And yet, uh, anybody who questions it is pure evil. Uh, How can you reduce it any more than that? And, and
3: yeah,
1: they were bashing some uh, some political division in Virginia for passing some ordinance preventing like 25 families from living in one house, and you know they're they're they definitely framed it in a libertarian way of keep Big Mama out of you know housing ordinances and all this, but of course everywhere else you know if there was some kind of sand flea or something they'd be going nuts.
2: Someone posted on the forum this week that uh, the Lou Dobbs show in California is broadcast now. I suppose in all of California or all uh, L.A. it's broadcast at three in the afternoon, and then and the next time at one in the morning. And of course, Lou Dobbs is the number one major media against uh, the invasion of the country.
1: And what's he? And is he? He's on CNN, and what's his show called?
2: Who, I believe it's CNN. So uh, the Lou Dobbs Report, isn't it, Aegis?
1: Oh, that's correct. Yeah, I
0: did see the video.
1: And he, he's noted for the last couple of years of hitting on the immigration all the time, apparently. And he's
2: wildly popular now, wildly popular. And now, why and would you take him off at prime time in a place like California, where they have nothing? It's because those uh, non-whites, Asians, Mexicans, everyone else, they're the majority there that now.
1: That's right. It's funny. I was looking at a uh, national review online, which is uh, at their blog. That's uh, the buckley's paper online and they had a back and forth between some of the british expats on potterets who's the son of norman potterets one of the original neocons and uh, they were and they they were arguing over uh how the american people feel and I, I would make a direct parallel between this affirmative action in michigan and and uh the mexican invasion the american people are completely against both of them I and mean, it's not even a doubt and potterets say well no elections have turned on that but uh, this is the thing, you know, the people are completely against affirmative action, but you can't find anybody who will stand up in public and represent their viewpoint. That's how small and cowardly Americans like to think of themselves as great, bold, courageous people, but look at the reality of it. The elite takes us to a place where no one wants to go, and they're cynical and corrupt, but uh, they're, they're, they've got a big enough stick that uh, apparently the masses of people just lie down. And whatever native elite we had is, is just willing to sell out. And, and I, I really do believe that's partly, it's, it's mostly due to Jews corrupting us and they're being networked and, and having the upper hand. The admiration for Israel that exists out there is in large measure due to their having more money than any other ethnic group. And Americans have always admired money and seen it as proof of, uh, of, of God's blessing being bestowed on us. If the Jews weren't right, they wouldn't have power the Jews weren't right, they wouldn't be rich. That's how these little, these, these dirty-meaning Christian left-behinders, that's how they think.
2: Mike makes right.
1: I wouldn't call it thinking, but that's how they feel. As the poster on the VNN forum says, they do admire the Jews. They wish they were rich, too. They wish they were rich and intelligent and, and read books and, uh, and were able to influence things. But at least vicariously, by God, you know, they can't be a Pittsburgh Steeler and they, they can't be a chosen one, but by God, they can watch them on TV watch them play football and watch them bomb stuff, and they get the little man's thrill without the risk. You know, they can sit there and watch other people be killed who are a lot manlier than they are. You know, this Jab is not a materialist, as Christians are not supposed to be materialists if you look at the Bible. You know, Jesus said, what, is, what was that remark about the eye of the needle and getting into heaven? You know, it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of the needle than a rich man to get into heaven. He said, leave your stuff behind and follow me. And uh, they don't they don't real Christians don't think like that though they think about piling up money is, is the number one value of most Christians, and
0: so they h- how We're are they prepared the to understand a
1: man like a Mahdina job? First of all, they'd have to appreciate his anti-materialism. Second of all, they would have to think about things rather than simply repeat what they hear and think it's their own opinion, and most of them are not in position to do that
0: They're not yeah, impressive people. And and third, they should have some animosity towards the Jews for crucifying their very own Savior. Well, I,
1: that's expecting a little much of them. And the fact that you said uh, his blood be upon us and upon our children—you know—how how can you expect a Christian to, to to read that and draw the correct conclusion? The worst, the one thing you can say about when you compare Christians and Nazis and what they said about Jews, the Nazis didn't sell out to the Jews. The Nazis opposed them boldly, straightforwardly, and in plain language. The Christians succumbed to the Jews. The Christians appeased the Jews. To use one of their favorite words. Let's
2: both you guys this: when when a civilization falls, who falls first, morally and value-wise and character-wise? Is it the leaders or the people?
1: It it can only be the leaders because the people can't really fall. They're they're going to be led one way or another by people. And if if they have the right leadership, they're going to do the right thing if they if they have uh...
2: if surveys say that our leaders are corrupt and uh, amoral and uh, and uh mm, wrong well, you... and lead in the wrong direction and survey after survey says this then that means uh we're not long for this uh for this world right well on the map
0: then it's it's rapture time <laughs> yeah.
2: well no, I, the, I mean literally the... survival is a country as a nation, as a civilization.
1: Well, it's already over in a lot of places because they're just the white base of the population is not there. I mean, you have a motley mix of, of Asian and Mexican in the West, and you've got black and Mexican and some Asian, too, in the East. And, yeah, there's pockets of whites, but what the, what, in what sense are they a culture? I mean, they, they watch the same TV shows. That's about it.
0: Yeah, well, race is really the building materials. and If you don't have race, you ain't going to get... Really, anything out of it, but if you have the race, then the the second uh, job is to create a cultural mechanism that
1: well, ages. I'm yeah. the The problem there is that you've got you have these unanticipated mass media that were not there when the founders were theorizing. What the founders did was go back and study all kinds of ancient republics, and they tried to use the best of Ameri- the, their best understanding of their own history in the new world. Combined with the close study of republics in ancient times and and in medieval times and in in in, uh, in Renaissance times, and they try to come up with the best synthesis of laws that, that seem to them to arise out of our experience. But today it's just different. I mean, you have you have these mass medium that cover the whole world, and that hasn't been adjusted to. It's it's a unique power in the hands of whoever controls it to misrepresent reality and to get everybody thinking that everybody else thinks this way, even if I don't, so I better shut up. And that has not been dealt with.
0: Yeah, but still, uh, you know, once you have the racial uh, foundation, the second step is creating a uh, self-sustaining or self-propagating cultural mechanism that uh, educates the future elite uh, towards, uh, let's say, truly progressive and or just, uh, uh, goals or directives. Uh, and if, as we see in democratic societies, uh, where the mercantile, uh, uh, elite more or less, uh, uh, succumb or, or, or or take over the the elite positions, inherit inherent, uh, or inherit the elite positions. We see their their corruption, their short sightedness, their quickness to sell out, and and um, uh, their stupidity. they they're they're just total ineptness, uh, ineptitude, to to do the job that needs to be done.
2: But Aegis, our Our race is attaining that racial foundation, which you speak of. That's the big bugaboo, the taboo, the kapu, which we're not allowed to even speak of. That's why we're so bad. We talk about it. And, uh, of course, it's good for every other race. Look, this is so much openly whispered now by whites that it's almost a a hackneyed, trite, uh, you know, conundrum joke. Uh, What is it going to take, you know? It's just not allowed, and and, and the media knows that, that. That's why they couch everything the way they do.
0: Yeah, well, we're definitely hitting a, a bottom point, a, a deep uh, spot in our uh, evolution as a people, and uh, the hope is uh, not only that we can circle the wagons, but also uh, create or recreate or reinvigorate the cultural mechanisms that will lead to our uh, perpetuation and, and yeah, well, uh, enlightenment.
1: There has to be some recognition that we are a people; we're distinct from these others. And it goes without saying we want to preserve ourselves. Well, it doesn't go without saying now because people have been so propagandized in the reverse that you know diversity is good, whereas whereas being among ourselves is actually good. But we we start by we need to come up with a commonly accepted term for the Jews' campaign of genocide against us and the hate that it's based on. There has to be a common term for that, for that phenomenon that we all use and we all repeat, regardless of which particular uh, you know faction we are. We're all agreed in this common term. This represents the Jewish hatred that underlies their drive for genocide against us. That we have to, among ourselves, agree on a term that will crystallize what they're doing to us.
0: Now, you came then, up with loxism? Well, or I came Goyanoia? up with loxism,
1: yeah. I came up with loxism, um, which is a conscious neologism. It's, con- it's not etemo- etymologically based on anything except it's, it's, it's directly made as a mirror to racism. You can't use racism against Jews because racism will always mean, it will always be taken to mean whites, whites who are racist. There has to be something else. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm willing to go along with anything that everyone agrees on. Um, I don't think uh, Duke has uh, Jewish supremacism, which is correct in an intellectual sense, um, but it's not short and powerful enough. It's too, it's too. It's too intellectual and me too y and it, it, it's too thought out. You have to have something grosser, cruder, baser, blunter than that. And it has to be agreed on. And it has to be used. And it, I think it should be a neologism that is something that no one is using to force to the extent we can. And we're growing in power. We'll be able to force more tomorrow to force the mainstream to deal with our issues. We must impose our frame on things. Our terms and our frames must be imposed. On, on the debate rather than taking the Jews or trying to jujitsu it and, and ignoring them where we can and forcing them to adopt our terms on this stuff, that's where we create the powerful group uh, group reality or group self-consciousness that we are a group, these people are doing this to us we are going to fight and prevent it and
2: well, Duke did that by naming his book Jewish Supremacism for example Although it's not a yeah. neologism,
1: that's his. That's his term. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's also chosenites and. Uh, uh, but chosenites,
1: yeah. chosenites describes the Jews. It's not a description of their hatred of us. Even maybe Jewish maybe supremacism ch- isn't really. Yeah. Okay. They believe they're better than we are, but.
0: Well, it, maybe ch- uh, chosenism.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the belief no, it's of still, being chosen.
1: Yeah, it, but I want something that deals with their hatred of us and what they're doing to us, not what they think about themselves. I don't care what they think about themselves particularly. Lots of people... Maybe it may be a term from the Babylonian people. Talmud. Mm-hmm. Right, a gotta it's got to be simple. It's got to be very simple.
2: Well, goy fires seem to work. I, you know, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But well, I, well, I really tripper. believe... Yeah. There's got to be, there should be a general agreement on that. I'm not for uniformity under most circumstances, but yeah. it would help if everybody were agreed on saying, we're using this term to describe this phenomenon that the mainstream media, the Jew-controlled media, will not uh,
0: officially acknowledge exists.
2: But Let's I think put I think Stan, I think Stan to work uh, on that one. Stan came up with Goyfire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, yes, we direct our listeners to our forum to, for this new contest. Uh, no, Contests
1: never really seemed to work, but... But uh challenge I'm telling helps. you that that needs to be done it it's a very it could Three be a partial group consciousness stimulator if people yeah. look there's this thing out there that's driving all these policies right, and it's never acknowledged to exist anywhere no one ever it, it is never anywhere acknowledged that hatred of whites is what drives all these policies. Oh, I, I don't care what the fucking Jews think about, about themselves. I don't care if they think they're chosen. That That's not the offensive okay. part. I might find that ludicrous or ridiculous, but I don't worry about it, because I don't care about Jews. But what they're doing to us is my concern. We are front and center, and, what, and they're pushing these things against us is what matters and what needs to be defined in a single word, and probably a unique word, since the hatred is unique that they feel for us. Anyway, I'm yeah. I'm just saying that that is that should be job one.
2: It's always yeah. kind of a rivalry hatred, is it not? Don't you think? Uh, Professor McDonald says that in Culture of Critique, I believe he mentions where the number one rivals they've considered whites worldwide to be their number one rivals.
1: Mm, that may be, but I mean it's it's what's what matters is that there be one word that we all use to describe what they're doing to us and the hatred that it springs from. There's no word for that. There's no As important as you that say, that the word is, is
2: uh, I disagree with you a little bit. I think we need one action. Well, <laughs> a few guys taking some radical action on their own, uh, not because uh, you know, well, it, see, they it does figured it out. It does
1: increasingly seem that other avenues are closed off. I mean, I want people to ponder this. I, I'm hoping we have some conservatives listening to this, some people who are listening to us and listening to O'Reilly and Limbaugh. And I I want them to think about what we say in relation to what those Jew appeasers say. Now, how how can it be that there is not – we're living in supposedly a democracy. Actually, it's supposed to be a representative republic. But how come there's no one who will represent opposition to affirmative action, say, I stand up? How come there's no politician that will represent white people openly? Because only the power of a hostile alien media that can shoot these people down could present – could prevent ordinary white people from having representation that sought to represent them openly, the same way Jesse Jackson strives to represent black people. Only a hostile alien controlling the media can say that that is an illegitimate position, that white people have no interest and they're not allowed to represent them in the media or in public or anywhere. It's always illegal.
0: Uh, Speaking of jiu-jitsu, we're heading across the pond to the European Monitoring Center on Racism and Xenophobia, published its 2005 report. Uh, And uh, I recommend all listeners do go to our forum, check out the thread in the Europe forum and peruse the specific language of this uh, report. But uh, part of that is... um, The report covers events during 2004, which was also the first full year that Council Directive 2043 EC, the Racial Equality Directive, had been in force. One of the tasks of this year's report has therefore been to describe the practical consequences of this in terms of the legal and institutional mechanisms introduced by member states, that's European member states in response to it. And it goes on um, some member states have introduced legislation and others, that other activities to combat and punish illegal internet use by extreme right wing groups. There have also been various moves among member states to make it easier to persecute racist crimes and to increase sanctions against them Uh, in France the law for the adaptation of justice to the evolutions of criminality extends the time for prosecuting races and, and increases sanctions providing for a maximum prison sentence of three years
2: Hey, I like this part, Aegis. In Germany, for the first time, an extreme right-wing music group was convicted of forming a criminal association. You know, I remember a year or so back, uh, I was doing research on uh, some nigger hip-hop group, and they released albums in Germany. That's where they initially released them, on these uh, beautiful German girls. Uh, are they going to be arresting these monkeys for having a criminal association for their uh, 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 hip-hop? Yeah, why not? Or is that only for yeah. white's?
0: Yeah, if you watch uh, uh, 50 Cent videos, uh, he's toting AK-47s. Uh, in Germany, s- well, he's he's got AK-47. I think he even uses them as stage props. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Well, if if in Germany for the first time an extreme right wing music group was convicted of forming a criminal association. So uh, listen, this this thing worldwide has really gotten out of hand, and and for anyone to not admit who's leading it would just be uh, foolishness.
0: Yeah, well, that guitar was control. classified as a weapon of mass destruction.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> the, the music cost, huh?
0: So many minds destroyed.
1: <laughs> yeah, and ears too. Yeah. And we see we see the same thing as in Michigan. I mean, the elite is opposed to the will of the people. And you know, what Germany now has, I think, family reunification, the same thing that destroyed the U.S. as the the heart of its immigration law. So that one Somali gets in there, he can drag in the rest of the the she Somalis and the and the cousins and the aunts and the uncles. Uh-huh. And and they're and you know when you take a people that's rapidly aging and uh, not producing many babies, much more than one per couple. Uh, you can destroy the society in a matter of decades, and and Germany is a unique place. I mean, Germans are not American speaking Germans. That was my great epiphany on going over there, and and it's it would be a real shame. You know, we try to protect these other things out there, the cheetahs and lions and tigers, and uh, the things that really need protection are the individual white nations of Europe, because they're unique in the world for civilization and and what they've done in terms of. I look at it from a humor perspective. I honestly don't even look at it from a First, from a humor, then from a the literature, and, and thirdly, from the inferior arts of painting and music. <laughs> of course, I see things from the standpoint of, of what interests me, and I don't see humor in Africa, Asia, Mexico. I see it only in Europe. And these wonderful repositories of local humor and, and wit um, will be destroyed, and they're certainly not going to be replaced by Algerians or the, the mud slime from northern Africa or from Asia. And, uh,
2: Again, I, it really I see. has
1: to be destroyed because it's at war with the with the people and their interests. So it's not legitimately representative of their of these countries.
2: I see here in this piece that that the Estonian security police monitored the activities of a Russian nationalist group, Russian National Unity, and that Tallinn City Court in 2002 charged members of the group with incitement to national and political hatred. There was another young man over here who had published something about Jews on a, an Estonian server, and he was. Find 132 euros, I believe it was. But uh, uh, this, this EU move, uh, a brazen move that the, the Jews have made, and, and they've done it by international conferences. In fact, this fellow who's uh, with Modi's at that Gonzaga University of Hate, um, he, he was one of the uh, he was the U.S. rep to one of these anti-Semitic conferences. So these are not, these are American Jews ro- roving worldwide and and trying to uh, get thought control rolling all over the globe.
1: Now, and Craig, what's the difference between this OSCE and the and the EU MC? I can't even keep these things straight. There's so many international committees and bodies trying to push philo holocaust and anti-white material.
2: You know, you have got me on that one. Maybe Aegis is up on that, but I know that the EU the EU has various sub sub uh, groups, you know, assigned to uh, you know elements of in this case hate hate speech or hate law
1: yeah osce organization for security and cooperation in europe i remember we sent a couple of american representatives parentheses jews over there to, yeah. to strategize on shutting down those portions of the net not currently under yeah jewish one of them was control jack Rosen, jewish lies it's
2: jack Rosen, right
1: called history
0: uh yeah i think so right That
1: was that, right. that was just last summer.
0: They just love Europe because it doesn't have any First Amendment protections. Mm-hmm. And, and also, also,
2: some white countries here left that that, that they haven't finished ruining yet. Uh, you know, right here in this country, they they recently, I guess, uh, passed something to uh, bring Hindus in here and work as well. I just heard about that the other day. and uh, uh-huh. It's very sad to see. I, if you guys could see these people's genetics, they're so handsome compared to the average uh, American. And they're just... Uh, it's like a beauty that's been lost, mostly, and 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 they they have to be cognizant of it because when the women women decide if they're going to mate with someone and produce children, uh, they've been pretty conscious of it for a long time to produce these smart, good-looking people. And uh, as various writers, uh, um who is the one fellow uh, um, I can't think of his name, uh, have written about for decades. Um, we're very careful with animal husbandry, but uh, not with human husbandry, if you will.
1: Yeah. Forget who
2: said that, Stoddard or Grant. One Stoddard of was one. Uh, Simpson wrote it too. It you know, was Lathrop Stoddard. Uh, Stoddard, yeah. Several of right. them. Simpson at least quoted him. And uh, and yet, you know, if you speak this in our country today, oh my, it's uh, it's one of the most radical. I mean, it'll. Just shut people up. I, I, I've talked about it in bars, and people even uh, try to turn away or change the subject. I mean, my contemporaries. It's, it's unbelievable. You would think it's uh, the worst human utterance, almost, the suggestion of eugenics.
1: Yeah, the cult and, of equality Hitler, is that widespread.
2: Yeah, and, and and Hitler had that going. He big-time programs about that, and... Uh, uh, Look! Look at oh, what we're producing—just a total welfare class in the United States, we're working as yeah. decent people constantly have to support, and we're constantly uh, told that this, oh, it's a great gift. We're sure lucky to have them, aren't we?
3: Craig, right, I, you, right, I, New I got Orleans. A,
1: I got a great example of that I came across today, and, and this I know you'll appreciate. The uh, I'm gonna get a little shot at the Christians here, and I want you Christians who think that maybe we're harsh on you, just to think about how the lies that you're taught, play into the, the, the modern mess that we see. And, and this was Joe Farah, who's the proprietor of World Net Daily, which is a, a philo-Semitic, Jew-appeasing uh, Internet rag that caters to the dirt-eating Christian crowd called conservatives. And he's bemoaning the fact that something like one-third of all abortions in America are of blacks. And he says if, if abortion didn't exist... There would be 41 million blacks instead of like 35 million. So he's claiming that the blacks are a third smaller as a population than they would be, and that's something to rejoice over. You know, he points out the racist roots which go back to Margaret Sanger and the founders of Planned Parenthood, and a lot of those people back then, the eugenicists Craig mentioned, uh, Lothrop Stoddard and Madison Grant, who were real old school, honest anthropologists
0: and I, Americans,
1: of Americans uh, uh, of the school that. Uh, Jew Franz Boas came over here from Germany and and essentially uh, shouldered them aside with help from his brothers in the press in in spreading the lie that race does not exist and it's purely a matter of culture. Well, these were the guys who preceded that and who spoke the truth. And they they dealt with Hitler and the German eugenicists, and they exchanged uh, views. and, And Hitler definitely respected Stoddard and Grant, despite what you hear from some of the Jared Taylors today who were lying that the Nazis somehow defiled the idea of eugenics. No, the Nazis based their work on what the Americans uh, were doing, and the Americans preceded the Germans by three decades. And right, they yeah, had the, the uh,
2: political will to carry it out.
1: Well, but yeah, and, and I'm not saying everything they did was right or wrong, but they at least understood that, you know, breeding of, the same rules pertain as in, as in breeding animals. There are better and worse people, and Christianity is the cult that all men are equal. Mm-hmm. and souls, and, 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 and they're not. They're just plain not. And so you get insanities like, you know, Joe Farah writing that America is somehow worse off because we don't have another 10 million black people running around. Well, you think about that. Is America worse off because we don't have another five Detroits? Obvious. To say it is, is laughable. America would be better off if we had zero black people in this country.
0: Don't right, Well, do. you could. You can see how the emotionalism just ties into it to ha- create this huge underclass, and then just per- be perpetually bailing them out and caring for them, and and being murdered by them, and while and whipping ourselves
1: fun- for abusing them. I'm sorry to talk talk over you, and it's pretending yeah. that
2: they're superior, essentially.
1: Yeah, it it, it really it, the <laughs> cult of equality becomes the cult of white self hatred. Look, I mean, we we bought these these niggers fair and square. <laughs> they were sold to us by by, uh, Alex, by blacks. We bought. I had a great idea.
2: Could... <laughs> I had a great idea for a comedy movie this week, and here's what it would be: you, you would get a, a real serious uh, actor who, who's an anthropologist, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he's searching worldwide planetary search, and there have been clues like the Yeti or the abominable snowman uh, of the lost primitive white tribe who's at the same technological level as any uh, hutted village in Africa. You see.
3: Mhm.
2: Where are they? Uh, yeah. Where are they on the planet? <laughs> well, why? why did they they had to have parallel evolution, but where are they? Where have they sequestered themselves?
1: They be living so in they... caves and shit while the niggers were out growing watermelons, <laughs> <laughs>
2: getting
1: their groove on, man.
2: Well, we <laughs> we, we that's why they never made a ship in sub-Equatorial Africa because the melons are so plentiful and
0: ripe.
1: Yeah, they were
2: getting their mud hut on, man, while we were in the caves, <laughs> getting their melons
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've devolved to the TNB (laughs) section of the program.
3: Sizzle, my niggas. It's time for the
0: TNB section of our program.
3: Did
2: this come last? Did it did last bottom?
0: TNB. Buy a ticket. We're on our way to Africa. Hey, let's. The fact that there's a hundred
1: and. One thousand hundred x odd niggers aborted each and every day. I'd like to applaud. That's right. They're That's on that. their way to
2: us. We're flying them in,
1: jetting them in,
2: seven forty-seven, and them in. Think of how many crimes are avoided
1: by by aborting little baby niggers. God, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, in hey, let's Africa, what's yeah, In outages. Africa, uh, the Africa. tourists were abducted. Now they're. Describing an incident here, were discussed abducted while on a trip to track rare mountain gorillas at the remote rainforest sanctuary, made famous in the 1988 uh-huh. film *Gorillas in the Mist*, and near Uganda's borders with Congo and Rwanda.
1: I'm guessing Mark Afar corners of the world, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, Mark Lindgren, 23, from St. Albans. Hertfordshire, I guess this is England, Hertfordshire, Martin Friend, 24, of Kent, from Stephen Orp- Roberts. Kent. What a yeah. great
1: Orp- name, Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Kent. Stephen Roberts, 27, of Edinburgh, and Joanne Cotton, 28, from Nazing, Essex. Essex. they had Were the trip of a victim. lifetime,
2: didn't they? Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Americans <laughs> Rob Halbner and his real wife Susan Miller, and New Zealanders Michelle Strathheim, or 26, of Rhoda Avis, 27, uh, excuse me, and Rhonda Avis, 27. Rhonda who, Amos,
1: 27.
0: Yeah, who lived with her husband Mark in London, also died. Nine people survived, including a French diplomat who was given a note by the rebels. Warning Britain and the United States not to interfere in Rwanda. It's rumored oh, these people. They're, they're
2: freedom fighters, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, they were uh, cut down with machetes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're on a regular batan march there, and they whacked them and hacked them and raped them. Uh, I, I guess they at least raped Miller. The guy got 15 years. It sounds kind of harsh uh, for, for for only eight murders.
1: But, uh, Niggers were born free and to chain them is
2: immoral. Born free, yeah. Born free. we, we need to commission surely to liquor to say born free on the that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were they were in search of the great apes when they were accosted by a, a species of lesser apes yeah. that laid them low.
2: And meanwhile, and in their spare time they evolved into white people. We're from Africa too, I guess you do not you get Alex.
1: This this guy's pretty dark. I don't know. He could be a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well,
0: 15 years a taxpayer expense and a Rwanda jail. That's breaking the bank.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess the moral is if you go in search of great apes, uh, you might want to bring some great arms to protect yourself, or the niggers will slash you to ribbons and eat you, perhaps, or try to mate with you. <laughs>
2: in relatives
1: anyway. Oh, well, there's a couple of sites out there that talk about the bushmeat crisis. Of course, they, they sort of skip around the fact that the problem is we've got all these goddamn niggers. Africa's full of niggers, and the niggers will eat anything that moves and fuck everything that doesn't move. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they kill all these, uh, these rare gorillas, and so some of these whites want to go see them and do their little nature tourism, and understandable. Whites are the only ones with a real interest in animals or who want to preserve them at all. And look white people, sometimes you gotta think before you try to save things. If you save the white man, you're gonna save the rest of the species. But if the white man goes, the rest of the species are gonna be gone too. So don't deal with the with the monkey, deal with the organ grinder. And that would be the Jew.
0: Yeah, well fifteen years in a Rwanda jail is more or less a death sentence when the average life expectancy is uh under a month.
1: In a Rwandan jail? <laughs>
0: I would think so. <laughs>
1: I don't. Th- I wouldn't think they would get. Yeah, they probably don't have very good meals. I wouldn't think.
0: Yes. Well, I'm sure he was alone. Uh, this one man uh, in macheting. Uh, <laughs> John nice
1: John people. Paul Busy, John Paul Busymana. That's the guy's name. Uh, Busymana man chopping them up. Huh? <laughs> he made some head stew out of
2: them. In the pot, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm trying to decide if I feel sorry for them or not. I guess you know it's well, one it of those from, risks.
2: them is from Oregon. Uh, Oregon's a real bastion of uh, of understanding.
1: Right? Oregon's, yeah, they got a lot of granolas up there. Definitely very. Uh, right.
0: Well, our second second TMB story. New Orleans mayor says God mad at us. Mayor Ray Nagin suggested Monday that hurricanes Katrina and Rita and other storms were a sign that, quote, God is mad at America, unquote, and at black communities, too, for tearing themselves apart with violence and political infighting. Quote, surely God is mad at America. He sent us hurricane after hurricane after hurricane And it's destroyed and put stress on this country.
2: Every religious nut in the world is uh, saying that God's throwing hurricanes in the name of their religion. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Uh, He goes on, surely he doesn't approve of us being in Iraq under false pretenses. But surely he is upset at black America. Also, we're not taking care of ourselves. Uh, Nagin also promised, that New Orleans will be a quote chocolate city again.
2: Oh, well, they're gonna raise Met- cocoa or cash crop? Is that it? That's good. It's probably hot damage.
0: Yeah. Many of the <laughs> cities. Yeah. <laughs> Many of the city's black neighborhoods were heavily damaged by Katrina.
1: Yeah, I just I find disgusting that reflexive, oh, God punished us for this and God, God always does everything. He spares one house and he destroys the next, and it's always God, and He always has a very good reason. He's all powerful and He never really manages to to do anything with all that power that He has. You we the saw it. we
2: build the second temple. He must be well,
1: powerful. We, yeah, but we saw that in West Virginia with the miners, right? When when they yeah. when the word transpired that somehow they would miraculously been saved, all the little townspeople run into the church and start singing one of their idiotic carols. Then ten minutes, ah, uh, sorry, false report. They're all dead, except one guy. He's just really brain damaged. Did they then rush back into the church and start saying, oh, God, thou wicked, you know, omniscient beast? And, uh, no, they don't. And and that's just the nature of uh, Christianity. It's anti-white because it's, anti, it's anti-rational. It's the, the world does not work the way that God is punishing this person and rewarding this person. And if it did work that way, it could be calculated. It could be figured out, but it can't be. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to that stuff. And uh, yeah, Christians right. are irrational and dangerous to others around them.
2: Well, what's being calculated is the coming attack on Iran. That's the calculation.
1: What's more dangerous than Christian love, whether it be love of Jew or love of nigger? It's something you want to stay far away from.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the funny thing about it is you can always think up a reason why something bad happened and associate it with uh, God's wrath.
1: Yeah, it's, it's dumb people trying to think and their thoughts are guided into conventional channels by paid-off preachers so that if we if we do what Israel wants, we're good and we're going to heaven, and if we do what Israel doesn't want, then we're evil and we're going to be destroyed, even if we're a Jew ourselves who've murdered all kinds of people to help Israel, i.e. Ariel, Sharon, It's insane. And they're they're it's the mad herd, and you want to stay away from them. Just let them have their dirt, let them eat their dirt, and go into their church and sing their stupid little ditties and but uh, you know, otherwise, stay away from them, and laugh at them. There's not too much more you and can please, do. please
2: stop watching nigger football and basketball, and and, and get on the white nationalist uh, bandwagon, so we can make some changes for your kids and and for your wife and your family, and uh, let's change things. It's if you want to change, done,
1: so. if you want to change the mind of a Christian, you go buy their preacher. That's how it works. Yeah, and all of a sudden, God. Level. All, all of a sudden,
0: God sings a different tune.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, Rounder talked about how overnight they went from being racist to being anti-racist when the threads, feds threatened to yank their, their uh, tax protections. So all of a sudden, diversity is a is a good thing, and segregation's evil, and we got to mix congregations, and and these uh, Falwell and and uh, Robertson have done overtly treasonous. Uh, Actions with regard to Israel and helping it, um, and and they've really hurt our. Nation. Alex,
0: Alex, think about it. They've got costs like everybody else.
1: Yeah, and but also, they're also they're rich. I mean, they're better positioned. They're better. They can raise enough money on their own where they could stand independently and and with integrity. You know,
2: Alex, you're really discounting the fact that Israel's is the magic kingdom, and, and uh, I don't think you quite get it. And it's just like the. Yeah. Well. Follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, you know. I've had yeah, people well. in West Virginia tell me, uh, <laughs> if you displease God, when Israel, if anything happens to Israel, God's going to be very displeased. They're very serious. The guy's 40, 50 years old Tell me
1: this. That's right, and that's from the Schofield Reference Bible, which the Jews paid someone to... Uh, the Jews paid someone, to, apparently the Jews paid someone to write up bogus notes proclaiming just that doctrine, but it has no basis in the in the Bible. They're not, they're not, <laughs> the things occupying Israel today have nothing to do with the Jews in the Bible. That's just well, a bullshit experience. It has a lot to do, to do why we have
2: one. so many Jew talking heads from Wolf Blitzer and uh, Bill Kristol and right on down. Dr. Yeah, that's uh, public yeah. relations,
0: mm-hmm. that's it. That's right. Costs money. It's not cheap because they've
2: got the special insight into the into the into the magic kingdom
0: by mm. dint of their uh, ethnic heritage. Sort of like Disney with Eisner as the head.
2: I was just reading well, this Elon Berman on National Review. Alex was talking about them and what does he call it? False false prince or something about the, the the president of Iran. This is in National Review.
1: Uh, Berman, yeah.
2: like Howard Berman in California, you know?
1: Well, they're all they're Ethel all do that now.
2: Yeah. Craig, that Miami used to be a
1: good that used to be a good magazine. It always printed Jews, but it always had very intelligent men writing for it and now it's it's just silly. And it's vicious too. Very vicious. Victor Davis well, Hansen and,
2: and, and the people Well are by nature. They're bitter they're making because of their their freakishness.
0: Yeah, well speaking we'll of silly and silly and vicious, we have this uh new HBO production uh cabbies in New York City. Has anybody been uh, following this?
2: Is that, is that TNB or TJB, a little bit of everything we,
0: there? Huh? Yeah, we're...
2: That's TNGB. I see that one, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, there's just so many of them. Uh, but, oh, well, uh, let's
2: this, talk about that one. I like this.
0: There's uh, a couple of producers. Uh, Harry Gantz, uh, uh, he's, he's involved in this project. Taxi Drivers is the name of the show. Uh, there's also a coordinating producer by the name of Sarah Bernstein.
3: Who? <gasps> juice choose, choose,
0: choose, Ooh, let the Jews out.
3: Jews, Jews,
0: Jews, Jews. Ooh, let the Jews out. Ooh, let the Jews out. And uh,
3: apparently...
2: apparently Bernstein on this one or or uh, another one was she associated with Bernstein or Bernstein.
0: Is it Stein uh, or
2: Stein? You say to Uh let's
0: well let let's go with uh New York City uh Bernstein. <laughs> oh. You know, like the the famously uh Overrated uh, Conductor Bernstein So uh, Yeah this is an HBO series ta- Taxi Cab Confessions Yes it features a real taxi That is rigged with hidden cameras Which captures various seedy people Who are driven about In this case New York
1: Various seedy people
0: uh-huh.
3: Yeah I
2: mean, New York City essentially
3: Right
0: <laughs>
2: It's pretty bad. I mean, let's face it, if there's ever a Babylon, on it all you Bible bumpers, yeah. Okay, go ahead. All
0: right, now I'm, I'm taking this uh, secondhand from one of our forum posters, Ernst Blofeld. Uh, he says, the episode I watched was enough to fill any healthy person with a feeling of nausea. It began with a young French woman who just got off her job as a stripper. She was in route to pick up her new boyfriend so they could go clubbing together. Before oh, a young
2: th- French immigrant, huh? came over here to strip. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Every, every <laughs> nigger's after her. This <laughs> is how they portray a, a white immigrant, first of all, a beautiful French stripper. Yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry. Before reaching their destination, she shamelessly boasted to the Hispanic driver about her lover's sexual prowess. When he eventually entered the cab, he turned out to be a big black buck with shaved head, clad entirely in hip-hop gear, and barely coherent. Yeah. Sort of a seal. You know seal what, that poster double. just can't
2: understand ebonics, but go ahead. Next up was a group of four Negro males, one of whom was a pimp. For the duration of their ride, the pimp explained to the white cab driver the finer points of keeping a hoe in line.
3: Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, the obsequious grinning of the cabbie was in this case more disgusting than that of the vile predator behind him. Hmm, well, what is it with with white cabbies in this country? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Jade, they're not getting involved.
2: <laughs> I'm not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, look, hey, just what you're getting around to. I'm sorry, I'm jumping the gun.
3: All,
2: all Jews producing this. Okay, here they are, Harry and the, the Gantz brothers. Uh, who's the next one up? The uh, Susan Benaroyo. If you look up the Benaroyo family name, she's got also got a, uh, a production. Happy to be happy. So it's more
1: cutting edge sex direct, you know, and everything that you yeah. advertise is cutting edge. It's always the same fucking thing. It's just yeah. more sex, yeah, right. sex direct in a different form. Craig, did oh, you see really any can. of those kinds of goings on when you were driving a cab?
2: Yeah, fuck. I, how many <laughs> niggas I told you guys? I listened to driving her from Pearl Harbor. Said, man, when I get out of this move, I'm gonna have me some fucking. I'm gonna have the best <laughs> holes, on the, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna run me. The, I'm gonna get all these holes. How many times I heard that conversation from these illiterate fucks from the city, and then later, some. Of, I see some of them down there, in Washington. you know, a year or two later, and I've seen some really beautiful girls over the years. You know how many times I went around that circuit? Thousands and thousands and thousands. Up one half mile, down the neck, back, forth, back. Uh huh. I've seen these girls over periods of years. I've seen them turned out at like, you know, eighteen beautiful. Homes. I mean, not often whites, but you know, a girls, but you know, those, those days, that's that, that, that. up but, but the white girls come over and they make a whole circuit from Vegas. And and, and at the end there, in the last couple of years, I, I'd stop and say, hey, hey, hey girls, you know, and I'd chat with them. And I'd say, don't worry, that nigger who turned you out, he's not around anymore. <laughs> Stuff like that. They get all pissed off. Someone of would laugh, but it, it's a huge industry, prostitution in Honolulu. It's really big. But anyway the niggers were the worst. Sometimes a, a lot of Asians wouldn't even drive them, so it was just totally illegal. You know? They just wouldn't even drive them. I'd say a, a good 35% of the Asians wouldn't even pick them up, go right by them, especially a group of five of them.
1: Cab driving is like the most dangerous occupation there is, I think,
2: statistically.
0: Yeah, it is. All right, we're going to take a short break um, and get back in a minute. Stay tuned as Goy Fire continues. The Aryan
2: Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else.
1: The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites.
2: Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right.
0: The problem is for the next generation, that's when the hurt's going to come by.:
3: Let's kick that ring ass.
0: Come on Let's go They're taking over, and, and you're a racist pig, if you resist. Go back to Europe It's a war. I'm a painter. In the last two years,
3: I started buying guns.
1: You know make anything better by adding thirty million mexicans to it do you? I'm not going to sit by on my couch and get fat while my country disappears.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to hear from the founder of the Man Project? Yeah! Hey, I'm going I'm to show you an armed vigilante
1: right here. These are our weapons. The, the reforms in immigration that have completely altered this country
0: have been the result really of elite um, sentiment and, and frankly, you know, ethnic interest group lobbying and so on. The
2: Democratic Party sees massive
1: immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of voters. On the other side, the Republican Party sees
0: massive immigration, both legal and illegal, as a source of cheap labor. There's absolutely no immigration law enforcement, which means we have no borders, which means we have no nation. We don't choose this border, again, as the line in the sand to our own government about what we, the people, demand and what we expect from the government, you know,
1: uh, then uh, you might as well just check it in and make sure there's something good on TV every night and stay out of their way, don't do anything wrong, because you won't stand a chance. The United States government has refused to effectively protect the southern border with Mexico for 40 years. Average American citizens are now banding together to stand up against a government they feel no longer represents their interests. October Sun Films presents The Line in the Sands, a documentary by Byron Jost. Visit octobersunfilms.com for more information. Hi, this is David John. And I'm Richard Spartan Stewart from Battle Club. And you're listening to Vanguard Radio, leading the way
0: to white media emancipation. Go, VNN! Go, VNN!
1: Did you write to Iran also? God damn, I'd love to go
2: over there. We, we could <laughs> meet up there or something,
1: that, man. That'd be fucking awesome.
2: That would really be yeah, let good me enough. tell you. Hey, what, we, we, we could also go ahead. And, hey, I'm sorry,
0: those tea suckers tea. would hey. roll out the freaking red carpet for us. We'd be getting tea. You think so? You really think we so would we'll be getting cuisine.
2: We get the right people, man.
0: We uh, would we get the spam the absolute elite of that country.
2: And you know what else, Alex? Over there I could film a Shapur's this, uh, this thing where he hasn't stone, uh, I am Shapur, descended from the Aryans. And the same Darius said something similar. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it, it, there's so few people that go over there. Look, the video from that alone, I mean, we could just run it constantly. We could have so much video, and, and it would shut down anything CNN all in them, head. Because we'd have well, the... Well, now
1: look, house. Craig, the way to do it. Now, how did that little... That kid got into Iraq by flying to, like... Uh, Lebanon, I think, and then
2: hiring a truck. There's no problem. Sean Penn went right in. Somebody did it like that.
0: Yeah, well, as luck would have it, Mossad would uh, kidnap you and behead you on uh, Internet TV. I
2: I was talking to AE about that today, and he was really worried when I told him I might go. For some reason, he said, you know, that Israel has lost some agents there. I said, no, I don't think it's that big a deal, man. But he said that the Americans would mark us forever more after that. Because that's another thing. I think they they will end up attacking this country. They're fucking that stupid and crazy. I really believe it. I mean, they did it to Iraq, and the oil's there, so if nothing else, they figure they can, you know, they're in bad shape for that. It's kind of like a double thing. They go, yeah, the Jews may have us do it, but the oil's there, too. And it keeps the military-industrial complex going. It keeps the politics going. They they know it's easy to get the whole country on the bandwagon. It's war, this is war.
3: Let's go.
1: But it, Craig, it, it's amazingly cynical. I mean, you see how calculated it is at World Net Daily. They have their whole marketing chain set up. They have got guy, a couple guys write books about you know evil Iranians getting getting the uh, getting the nukes, and they already have that integrated into their marketing structure where you know you can immediately read the demagoguery, then you click and you can buy a congealed demagoguery put between covers and then you know you can uh hear the same Balderdash on the radio emitted by this whole appeasing class of Christians and, and patriots, patriotards and uh uh-huh. dangerous. Utterly ignorant of American tradition. Yeah. But willing to yeah, use our flag yeah. to sell Jewish horseshit.
2: Yeah, and you know these 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 poor white guys, Alex. I can appreciate it because I got railroaded at a real young age, and, and you know I was a, a little bit bright, but when you're that age, you cannot possibly you know get the big scene, you know you just can't. And they're telling me pay your college. I,
1: I don't think you can begin to guess, you know. I see in, you see how children are naive. All they know is what comes in their eyes, you know. Yeah. And it, it's impossible to grasp how deep and thorough it is. Even when you think you're being skeptical, you're not. You're not within. You're only at the very outermost layer. When when you start off as skeptical, you have to be much more thoroughgoing and perceive, look much more, much deeper than that. The entire thing is set up as an industry, well, I mean it's well, very chocolatey. It's like making
2: baloney or something the way I that was they do to it. Tell you guys, uh, and Aegis and Byron knows, and some of these other people who have been around Europe, and that's just another. Uh, aspect of that. What's the word? Shamira, or something? Shamira? I mean, it's almost like narcissists looking in the water in the United States.
1: Well, it, it's just the, these massive people are little more than children. I mean, Joe Farah knows that he is lying when he says that Iran's about to get a nuke and bomb us. He, know, he is knowingly lying to his people. He, he knows that they're a bunch of idiots and that they're going to believe these childish lies that he puts before them. And that's how cynical the elite that runs America is. They know the yeah. population is so debased you, you genetically so really and intellectually that they'll buy that stuff. What's
2: that? You, you think he's that duplicitous? Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely he knows that he's lying. He, they they he know did. damn well that, that Iran doesn't have any kind of a fucking bomb, and it would take them years and years. And they also know that if Israel really did believe that it was going to do it, they would have gone and bombed it already. And they also know that even if it had one nuke, big fucking deal, Israel still has hundreds. Yeah, he, he is knowingly lying to his people. He he thinks of them basically as a bunch of dumb children. He's trying to get them to buy his fodder, his commercial fodder, and send their kids off to die for Israel for whatever reason. I mean, he may be a Jew himself. I don't know. He calls himself a Christian Arab, but yeah. no one who has done who has succeeded the way he has in building up World Net Daily is... is dumb enough to believe the stuff that he puts out there. It's just simply calculated for the average idiot because it's based on his assumptions and everything that he's you, heard before.
2: You guys, both of you, I, I, there's got to be some way we can communicate to people who listen to this on the podcast and whatever. This The omnipresence, omnipresence of Israeli and Jewish propaganda. I'm not just talking about things like uh My Rod and MTV and all the obvious things, but News-wise, it's just sickening, and and it's so pervasive. that That's what I was trying to say about coming over here. People cannot even
0: dream what it's like
2: to be around white people exclusively.
0: Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the Iran crowd, I don't know if this is uh, disinformation uh, or or is being uh, spun a certain way, but they did include the comment that Europe and North America should take uh, the Jews, if uh, they were aggrieved by uh, the Europeans and Americans.
2: Well, you don't think they should? Yeah, well, why not? And who wants them? I mean, they, those people don't want them, you know, and, and America's so lovey-dovey with them. Yeah, that's right. Why not take them?
0: Well, I can understand why they say that, but I find that a bit, you know, because, of course, we're not going to take them, so
2: You know what, man? White Americans fucking deserve it. If they're not going to stand up to them. They deserve it. They got it anyway. Well, they got New York City. And as I pointed out, we have there are a little over 6 million Jews in, in, in uh, North America and there are 13 million worldwide. There are more Jews in North America than there are in Israel. So well, they already have it. And, and uh, you know, if, if uh, American Christians want a rah-rah-rah for, for uh, the Magic Kingdom, fuck them. They deserve it. Yeah, import the whole damn thing. You know, Plop it right down in there. But, of course... <laughs> Well, you know,
1: and some have suggested doing that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the exact elements I want to see gaining less power over the future of America uh, and not more. Well, ages,
1: I, I, I just see the average American is so weak that even if one day the natural consequences of all this war mongering were brought home to America, I think these Christians would all run away, and I think they'd. They'd, oh, I never supported Israel, I, I always—I never
3: wanted to go to war in the Middle
1: East I think they'd run away just like that I think their character is that low And, and so I really think the only thing we can do as whites is, is to waken up people on the margin who are able to connect thought to thought And say, hey, we're going over here We're going to get out of the way of this thing when it crashes Because it's based on a lie Now Israel is one of the lies, but racial equality is the, the main line. it's going to bring the country down And we're not going to, we're not going to be under it when it falls
2: well, we may have some prescience about it, but uh some people will be underground,
1: sure, but not the ones listening to us
2: <laughs> well there's they will... a difference there's a difference between prescience and the fact of, of things collapsing around you, just as people are experiencing now the fact that their children can't get into decent universities even though they have high grades, and that that, that, that their white male sons can't get decent jobs. It's all. It, it can't be escaped unless you leave that environment. I think. I
3: mean,
2: all yeah. solace that we saw it coming is all I'm saying. Well, uh, I agree.
0: Yeah. well, I think there are two different theories. You know, one is that there has to be a collapse before there can be a rebuilding, and the other is just to 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 rebuild whatever fragments uh, of the nation are are uh, in the right state of mind and rational, trying to rally them to to improving. <coughs> our condition as it stands now uh, and expanding and securing the, the white pockets of air uh, wherever you can.
2: Well, the first thing to understand, white people, if you're walking around with one muzzle's like the you know, some medium-large-sized dog has on when, when this owner takes it around for a walk, uh, it's not going to change, and, and that's effectively what white people have when they can't talk about their own interests.
3: Yeah,
1: I'd say and until people are willing to go around and knock off the neocon warmongers and the appeaser warmongers uh, that sustain them as kind of the outer circle, uh, all we can do is really stand aside and point out what's going on and just try to escape as many of the consequences as we can. I mean, America is now hated by the rest of the world. And although we shouldn't always take what everybody else thinks into account when they, when they say things over and over that they don't like you for this specific reason, well, unless we're Jews, we pay attention to that. And we are. And the we really, irony the,
2: is, the white Americans are hated by the rest of the United States as part of this program. Uh, program.
1: Yeah, we we get very little back out of our relationship with Israel and Jews. They remain this chosen people. They get all of our tax money. What do we get from them? Just a bunch of oh, a to do list that's never ending.
0: <laughs> we get a fifth column. We get we get a fifth column. <laughs> to do N double N- a- a- C- and ADL. Uh, Persecution,
1: and we we get endlessly smeared in the media. Any our
2: kids. Please get those out of your brain.
1: Yeah, you know, we we go fight their wars, and then we come home, and we're discriminated against in the universities, and, and we're we're brainwashed even in corporations that are supposedly private, and we're not even allowed to apply for half the government jobs, and and uh, countries filling with Mexicans and Asians, and uh, what do we get out of our relation with Israel?
0: Nothing. Right, they say in, the, in this good. Michigan. In this Michigan affirmative action case, where the the paid journalist says it's important that this uh, vote does uh, does not uh, abolish affirmative action because it could have quote unintended consequences, you know, uh, for the country. Uh, yeah, what more white men with jobs, mm-hmm. better service,
2: fewer niggers with fake degrees. Detroit's gonna burn down.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: them niggas might burn detroit if we don't give them more
1: education opportunities and shit because they'd be all about edumacating it's hard yeah, to that's... burn
2: brick rubble not much <laughs> that's right man <laughs> it's so hard to get those rocks lit <laughs> <laughs> extra amount of gasoline yeah shit
1: they're gonna burn down detroit
2: <laughs>
0: you got a bunch of black rocks Instead of white, rocks. <laughs> yeah,
2: fucking,
1: how sad that there's not 41 million niggers instead of only 35 million. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep about that one tonight. Because you know, the, there. Was, think of how many Nobel Prize winners there would have been in that that extra missing seven million niggers. I mean,
0: think think about the Harlem Glo- Globe Trotters where they would be, that extra <laughs> talent.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that talented 10th.
1: Hundred thousand rapists, probably two hundred thousand murderers, and and maybe one backup Harlem Globetrotter. That's that's what, <laughs> that's the cost. Of that Sold mission.
2: seven million. Oh, <laughs> uh, the ages. Hey, who's listening to all these podcasts now? A lot of people like to hear about niggers, don't they? Niggers and Jews. Well, I'm so fascinated by that podcast. Yeah. podcast, podcast.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, there is a, a an acute fascination for those people working in the system. Uh, oh, to yeah, hear, to, this. to hear reality <laughs> posited to their uh, uh, Punch and Judy show.
2: Yeah. Uh, you mean some mammys and some mammy at work is Boston Round, meanwhile they're listening
3: to us. That's that's very funny.
1: Well, you know, you know what the funny part is that, that all these all these appeasers, appeaser radio, the neocon appendages or like Stern, that. Stern. Oh, that? No, that's just Jewish Direct out. stuff. But I I mean. All the all the conservatives position themselves as though they're rebels, saying things that other people are afraid to say. Uh-huh. And then you read it, and then you listen to what we're saying, and you hear what reality sounds like compared to these Jew promoters. And they're all pretty boring. I mean, Larry Elder and Glenn Beck and the, some of the the rest of them, pretty tame stuff. So whether we're good or bad, we're at least free to speak our minds on the podcast. Regardless of who doesn't want us in their directory.
0: Right. Well, uh, closing statements to anyone, Uh yeah. <laughs> I
2: like podcasts. I'm back to podcasts. <laughs> That's all. Video podcasts, audio podcasts. I know I've said this before. You guys, come on. Get your cameras. Get your audio. And send it in here. We need it all. And we will yeah, good video. And listen and uh, put it out there. And uh, they can't stop us. They can't stop the internet. They're trying. They're trying worldwide. And and they're just, you know what, they're just to the point where they're saying, you know how when they distribute the area alternative, you guys, and, and they'll say, uh, Chief, the local police chief, you know, Chief Harris says it's legal. Aha! What? big news. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Yeah. You know, this is how bad it is. You have to have a local cop or somebody say, it's true, it's legal.
0: Yeah, How archaic. It doesn't make sense. This
2: goes against everything we've been taught. I, impossible, you know. This is how bad things are. It's legal. Mm -hmm. How about the podcast? Is it legal, Chief? It's legal, but it's not nice.
0: Yeah, the truth hurts, don't it? Well, I'd say
1: uh, I'm working on uh, four right now, and it's going
0: to be all about monkeys.
1: Monkeys and their sponsors.
0: What was it the Soul of the Ape? I
1: think that was the Soul was of the Ape. Yeah, about Emperor Jones and the Bushmeat Crisis. I love saying that Bushmeat Crisis is a crisis.
3: I think anyway. I should
2: really consider. Why, why don't you put Jesus on the cover in a monkey face? I mean, I think that would draw people's attention. <laughs> <laughs> on the cross, Planet of the Apes Jesus. I like Jesus that.
1: Jesus with a great with a decapitated great apes face on the cross uh-huh. in Cal- Calvary. Sure.
2: What, what, what was it? Uh, uh, what was it? Charlton Heston yelled. Uh, With his spear chucker,
1: spearing him in the side.
3: Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty apes.
2: Damn you, Jesus. dirty apes! That's right. Planet of the Apes, <laughs> Jesus. Dude, I think got to get the attention. Dirty apes, get your hands off my jeeboo <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we have to be creative. So it's a special T N B. Uh, T&B, uh, issue I didn't know well, that. it's
1: not really T and B. It's more, uh, it's more on uh, civil rights, and uh, I've, I've got a lot of material on, uh, you know, Rosa Parks.
3: I'm going to try to. I'm doing cover. it a
1: little. I'm doing it a little bit differently, though. I'm, I'm sick of like trying to prove that King was a nigger when it's obvious to anyone who looks at the record. I'm going to take a slightly different tack on it, and just shape yeah, I mean, it a little bit differently. And then we'll get a bang up cover, and that will, that will do. But I'll uh, just talk about the cost of civil rights to whites, on the real sponsors of civil rights.
2: Civil rights equal dead and raped whites. Huh?
1: You know, I know one and thing I notice is these these local TV shows when they cover TA, they like little boxes like that, like diversity equals dead whites. The camera always will pick up those little those little uh, text boxes you put in there. So I'm going to do some more of that.
0: Right, and, and maybe combine that, so, combine that with, with like, like a little picture. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they like the sex stuff too. So, you've got to feed the beast to some extent, <laughs> as long as it's all pushing our uh, pushing our agenda. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, it seems
2: like across the country, they've never seen or heard anything like
1: it. Mono- not rev- since
2: the KKK of in, in the and the Night Riders of Nathan Bedford Forest. Huh?
1: It's just a funny place to to see when you're in Mayan and you see how. All so called reporters respond exactly the same way, just like a dog conditioned to salivate at the bell.
2: Yeah, what did the president of Iran say about uh, yesterday? He said, uh, It's a strange world. It sure is a strange in this world. Can't be, in which this can't be uh, spoken.
1: I, I mean, if, if you knew the theory of journalism and what it's supposed to do, and you had no experience with people, or whatever, and then you sat down and saw how something was responded to, you would be astonished. And, and trying to, trying to, okay, we're supposed to live in a f- world with a free press and democratic representation of people's sentiments, and then you get absolute uniformity. X picked up the paper and was horrified by its attacks on blacks and minorities. Now, wait, the paper's describing Disgusting. blacks attacking whites. It's not attacking like straight
2: blacks. Straight to the trash, huh? Right, we well, talked. sometimes
1: it goes straight to the trash. Other times it inspires, inspires tears. And you, They read some, but they never read it all.
2: Yeah,
3: and then they throw it
1: away cuz they know garbage when they see it. Yeah. A <laughs> <house! A man>
2: <laughs> <house>! <laughs> yes yeah. indeed. Right. We talked My to several. brought it in. And, and, I don't and feel and like I heated. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was shocked. Yeah. Yes, they they're always shocked and and horrified.
0: Yeah, we talked. disgusted. <laughs> we talked yeah. to several residents and they want this hate to stay away. You know, not,
2: not in our hood.
0: It's
2: pretty yeah. funny. Well, maybe you should do a little special about, a little story about, uh, a little satire on how how uh, some soccer mom discovers her hate on her front line. You know, I'm
1: thinking someone, uh, <laughs> I think Mark Rivers may have written one of those because he did a lot of like uh, templates for like movie scripts and X, Y, and Z, and I think he did something like that a couple of years ago. Because well, I mean, whenever
2: they roam, that's who finds the TAA. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I haven't done it like satire satirically, but I've done it. St- I try to do straight write-ups in the letters and reaction, describe exactly the whole process so they can see what's going on. But uh, um, but they're blind irony. I mean, the people who are in journalism nowadays are bureaucrats, not interested in the damn thing. They don't know anything. They're not you even, really, all they're all not even evil. Here they're, just, huh? they're not evil. They're just, I don't know, they're not interesting. They're not really differentiated. They don't really have any honor that can be appealed to. They don't have any intellectual interest that can be tickled or stimulated somehow. You, you can't get them to, to think that anything that you do is interesting or different or perhaps even valuable in, in its own right because there's some effort in it. Um, no, nothing. So so just a purely we bureaucratic...
2: Just, well, we just have to give up on trying to emulate the Christ-like soccer moms who find the TAs, like Eastwoods.
1: Well, I don't know what the answer is, other than uh, we hope it's getting through to some people. It's definitely getting reaction, but it's it's uniform reaction. Yeah. But every time they show it, it can't hurt. At least
2: tell some you, these people. these guys like Ron Dogg at an Iron Guard. Uh, these guys went over in Virginia more than Lee and Stonewall Jackson. That's incredible.
1: They're doing a good job. Every time I pass it out, I haven't gotten any reaction. I mean, I put out a bunch of them in uh, Kansas City, and there was no reaction at all. Not a single... Uh, um, not a single paper mentioned.
2: I think it was the same in Atlanta. And some of these Disgusted places are so me. bad off with niggers that they just can't, uh, they can't possibly raise the issue because th- they know that uh, it will cause big societal problems in that community. Yeah, that's probably Atlanta true. Atlanta and Kansas City are quite similar in that that respect. I mean, th- they have uh, vicious niggers in both those cities
0: and, and huge numbers of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kept in a constant state of shock and awe.
1: War's is underway and will be done before too long. And uh, we'll keep plugging away on the radio and the rest of it. We encourage you to go to vnnforum.com and join our our people. We got a lot of good people making interesting comments, and use it to network with people in your local area. Because, like they say, all politics is local. And when the U.S., which is built on lies, falls down, you're going to want to have people to turn to. And reground your new community in the ashes on on proper biological laws so that you can't go wrong.
2: Yeah, don't let them break in and uh, slit your little girl's throats as happened uh, in Virginia. Yeah.
1: you have to protect yourself. And the government is letting these niggers, think about it. The government won't let anybody criticize them. Well, how hard is it going to try to prosecute them when they commit crimes, let alone protect you? No, it's not going to protect you at all. You're the bad guy. You're white trash. It's going to ignore what you say. So you have to be proactive in protecting yourself and your own. You cannot rely on the cops. and you can't rely on your brainwashed neighbors, just you and your friends and your tight circle of people. And that that is what Zog is forcing. Zog is forcing the evolution of white people. It's winnowing us because the ones who are too stupid to see what's going on are the ones who are going to be mixed or simply mushed out of existence by the uh, the mud juggernaut.
2: And again, Zog is Zionist occupied or occupation government. I, I like to call it Jog Zog because it, it, it's Jews, Jew occupied government, and Zionist occupied
1: government. That's technically correct. Jog just sounds a little too.
2: It's a yeah, little like too. Uh, not, not, because, uh, not
1: alien enough.
2: You know, they in are my the, case. A, the most ethnocentric tribe in the history of the world. And uh, they're they're working their uh, myth-making magic on, on the claw.
1: The common enemy of mankind, as the Romans said 2,000 years ago, referring to the Jews. And they are your enemy, too, whether you realize it or not. And, in fact, everything that you don't like about today's world can be traced back to the Jews. And if you think that that's an overstatement, well, I've spent five years studying this stuff in depth, and it's not. <laughs> it really, truly isn't crime, education, what have you. It can be traced back to some Jew who's using it as a, as a tool to achieve an end that you would not vote for and using his media to prevent the rise of any politician who would defend the life that whites, broadly speaking, find desirable, which is, you know, the white society pre-1950.
0: Well, yeah, so we so we encourage you, white listener, to do your homework, uh, continue to listen to our uh, podcast uh Subscribe
1: to our feed. Join us free men. We're not not afraid of what other people think. We are afraid of the truth. We're afraid to be wrong. We're afraid if if what we say doesn't correspond to reality. We're not afraid of someone not giving us a promotion or firing us or disrespecting us in public. We don't care about those things that concern people who are scared. We're concerned about being right and being bold at a time when it's difficult. Okay? Yeah, it's heroic. What we are doing is heroic because it requires going above and beyond the ordinary, and we want you to join us. It really is a decision that you make. We decide to be free. He who would be free must strike the blow himself. All right? Goyfire fire is a blow that we are striking, and we want you to join us.
0: All right, Shane, any last comments?
2: What do you guys always say? We're the good guys. We are the good guys. We are the
1: good
0: Indeed. guys. Yeah, Indeed.
1: That's right live and white Be happy of that I'm proud. convinced
0: and for that I want to uh, thank you guys for being here I want to thank our listeners for tuning in and I also want to thank you Stan for making this show possible Amen Until next time America this is Aegis wishing you the best of goodbye